0: But that is my intro. That is my origin story. That is the birth of Kendrick from my womb. <laughs> from your womb. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music. And, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go. <clears throat>
1: Oh <laughs>
0: <Wow>.
1: <laughs> This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different artist or band and we dissect it. We really get into it. We try to have a good time while we're doing it. My name is Tyler. Way out there Hundreds of miles away Way out there Me the too mm-hmm. Jeff Go to iTunes Go rate review and subscribe to us on there Follow us on social media At Ask Night Radio uh, Thank you to the person who gave us A five-star rating on iTunes That was awesome Thank you, thank you for that And whoever is listening And hasn't given us a five-star Go give us a five-star Don't be a fucking Bocephus <laughs> And give us a one-star about Do that not guy. do that Yeah, fuck that guy um, We also have a uh, voicemail If you want to leave us a voicemail Go do it, it's fun it's 503-893-5307. Call us from any cell phone or landline or Google Voice. I don't know. Whatever you whatever you use, go do that. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, what well, I want to know is what album by what artist are we doing today?
0: Well, the album we're doing is to Paper Butterfly, and it's by K Dot Kendrick
1: Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar began his music career in 2004. He's put out four full-length records, one EP, one soundtrack, one compilation, five mixtapes, and has sold over 10 million copies worldwide. The album we're doing today is called To Pimp a Butterfly. It's his third record, and it was released March 15, 2015. It's a shift in style from his first two records, and has been critically acclaimed, and has sold over 1 million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, what is your origin story oh, damn. with Kendrick Lamar? And, um, yeah, what is it? Go. Hey. <laughs>
0: so, my, uh, I think the first time I heard Kendrick Lamar was through The Lonely Island, that song YOLO.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: But, um, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know, I didn't really care too much about it. Like, The Lonely Island is that type of group, mm-hmm. and they present themselves as such, so that's fine. And they're, they're a joke band, and it's full. And it's, it's full. It's cool. It's full. It's cool. It's full. It's full. Full, full, yeah. full, full, full. It's so fightful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was like the first time I heard Kendrick Lamar. But the first time I like listened to Kendrick Lamar was when uh, remember a couple years ago after like that Into the Spider Verse dropped and then that Sunflower song from Post Malone. Oh yeah, Swali yeah. dro- and They came out and like I was obsessed with that. I still think it's a fucking banger of a song, but. That got me into, like, the emo hip-hop, like, kind of, like, mindsets mm-hmm. type of thing.
1: Post Malone and all that crap, yeah.
0: All oh, that crap. <laughs> 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 what are you, like, fucking 60? Oh. So, yeah, that that's, uh, that's when I kind of dove into, um, I mean, I don't, for, for lack of a better word, just because I'm not familiar with this era of hip-hop, I just, I, I named my playlist Emo Hip-Hop. And mm-hmm. so uh, the second song that I that Spotify recommended to me was that that Kendrick Lamar song from "Damn" was um, the, the fuck dude, love featuring Humble. Zachary, Humble. and that was the second the second song that I added to my hip hop my emo hip hop playlist, and I was like, dude, this is so fucking good, and that spurred me going on and listening to so much other stuff and realizing that this new era of hip hop it's not as bad as I had thought it was. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a concept that, that Lamar plays with a lot is, um, is people like us, to be honest. I mean, we are in that boat. We, we write off a lot of music because it's not like the old school. It's not like the old guard. There are a bunch of new kids. And because it's different and because we don't understand it, I think that's just with age. Like it's, it's just a natural part of life. We we kind of shit on a lot of artists, but when I started like diving deeper into some of these artists, I realized like, dude, they got some shit to say. They are really good, and mm. even Post Malone, like we've dude, we've shit on Post Malone so much, but like everything we see him do is really cool, and he huh. seems like a really cool guy. And he just every everything about this new era of hip hop is not as bad as we thought. Just like in like the two thousands when this club kind of stuff started coming out and like Nelly and 30 yeah. started making all these songs. Like I'm sure a lot of the people that were our age doing podcasts about music back then.
1: <laughs> no, we're the first and only. So.
0: <laughs> we're, we're probably like, yeah, this ain't shit. Dude, this ain't like the new, the golden age of hip hop. This is it, This ain't shit. But like, no, it's pretty fucking good. And each era of hip hop is so different. And like we talk about it all the time how because hip hop is still relatively new every kind of decade and every year almost is so vastly different from the previous. And it's so volatile and everything changes so much. And I just, it's so exciting. Yeah. I don't know. It's so exciting for good or bad for better or worse. Like everything is just so exciting to be, to be in it. And the culture is, has, has transitioned from kind of like a members only thing from the seventies to pretty much like anybody can, can enjoy it now. And, and, and feel what they're feeling and be a part of the change, be a part of the societal impacts that hip-hop is mm-hmm. trying to preach today. And I think Kendrick represents all of it.
1: All of it, though? Everything, really?
0: literally everything that hip-hop encompassed from its beginnings till today, Kendrick does it all. He dabbles in
1: a lot of it, yeah.
0: No, he He, does he it excels all.
1: in some of it.
0: He excels in all of it. But that is my intro, that is my origin story That is the birth of Kendrick from my womb (laughs) From your womb
1: (laughs) 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 Oh god, okay, so (laughs) my origin uh, I talked about it briefly on on the the album rankings My my introduction to him, as far as I remember, is the song Humble Uh, Like I said, it's all nostalgia for me I don't think it's a very good song, but I just have a lot of good memories with it with my friend Phil and when I was an EMT doing that and then on the ambulance and just the shenanigans that went on, you know, just hanging out with my friend and it's so stupid and a lot of fun. So I, I just have a lot of great memories with that. And that was my my thing with uh, with Kendrick Lamar. That's all I really remember. And then there's a song on here. Uh, all right. We know is. it? Yeah. All right. We going to be all right the retro like after after hearing humble hearing that again i'm like okay i do remember this song but never knew it was kendrick lamar um but yeah and then the the yolo song i never i just never really liked that song so i didn't really care who was who was on it outside of the lonely island guys so i just it never really he just never really on my radar radar. i knew who he was and i knew a lot of people liked him but i just outside of humble until this week outside of humble i never really known anything from him and all right and that song all right but outside of that yeah nothing I it's kind of interesting like I've I mean you and I both have we have pretty eclectic taste in music and yet this guy has been so popular and with awards and just all the accolades towards him but he's just completely I he it's been completely missed by me like I just have I mean I've almost cared so little about him and yet he's so popular I I am not fucking popular.
0: I am not above acknowledging that I, and I feel we both do it a lot. Like
1: you missed the boat on him too a lot.
0: I am not above acknowledging the fact that I have had a distaste for new hip hop solely because the what people like to call the golden era has been so good. That I've just been like, well, it's this one song that I heard doesn't sound like that. Therefore, it all doesn't sound like that. And I, I, yeah. I, I admit, like, it's, that's who I was. That that is that is who I was for a long time. And honestly, dude, that post Malone song from End of the Spider Verse, like, really, really changed my tune. Really, really clocked my noggin and got me <laughs> and got me thinking. And and that that was really like the uh, the catalyst for me to. You stop being such a fucking old guy. That's like, such an old guy thing, right? Like, listen, you're not as good as when I was a kid. Like, fuck, man. Like, when did we become the old guys? Are we the old guys? I don't guys? think we have
1: become the old guys, no. Because we still listen to a lot of shit, new and old.
0: Yeah, but we don't... But we discount That's a lot thing. of we're, new we're hip-hop not, we're strictly not because of that, though. We do yeah. it a lot. But what other new hip-hop are you listening to? Besides... I mean... XXX, he was fantastic. Juice World, like all these guys that are now dead, like they're they were really, really good. J. Cole is a phenomenal rapper. And even Drake, even though he's been accused of, of ghostwriting and having ghostwriters a lot, did he make some really, really good stuff? Like these are all really good lyricists. And 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 a guy that I've never really given given credit to and I've always just considered him a novelty act, but after listening to actually one of his albums this week that I realized like, holy shit, this dude is somebody that I thought was a joke, but he's fantastic. And that's Lil Wayne. Holy
1: fuck, dude. So you really, you actually think Lil Wayne is good. Yes. You're, you're not fucking around.
0: I'm fucking dead serious, dude. I think Lil Wayne is, (laughs) is he's a novelty act and he kind of, he almost like represents himself as such. But when you like actually listen to his his stuff and and you kind of get a little bit deeper, and then you even listen to some of the stuff he's done with other people, you kind of realize like, holy shit, dude, this guy's got some like really good flow. He's got some really good stuff. I mean, granted, the only album I've listened to him this week was the Carter, his third one, the car the Carter Three, which was late two thousands. Like yeah. the the one with like the picture of a baby on it, and the baby's got like the same tattoos. Oh, Lil yeah, Wayne yeah. does tattoos? Yeah, yeah, that one. But, like, damn, dude, it's fucking good. He is so damn good. He's like, mind-blowing good. Just because I thought that he was a novelty act. Can you, I have the conch right now. We're not supposed to be making noise or talking, and you're over here. I, I had to sneeze. sneeze. Well, you not know, only I had to sneeze. into the mic, but you're, like, overdoing it right there. So that's fine,
1: though. I didn't. I, I actually moved the mic that's out fine. of the way. Every I, time I lick my lips, I'm going to slurp. The, Every time I
0: sniffle, I'm going to... Like I'm doing a line every time I do anything, I'm just going to overdo it. Like you just did with that
1: sneeze into the mic. But that's I fine. did not. But Little Wayne I moved dude. away from the mic, and I and I sneezed into my my arm. But that's okay. I,
0: why don't we talk about Little Wayne? Like these, it's just I don't know because he's shit. He's not shit. Don't say he's shit if you haven't if you haven't really no, dug I, into him.
1: I haven't dug into him, and every literally everything I've heard, I have not liked. Right, at Be- all. because he's been kind like of like zero
0: pimping himself out in a. In a uh, fuck, what's the right word here? Like, like P Diddy did it in 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 the, in, in the mid to late nineties. How he pinned himself out to like the pop stuff and that whole fucking shit they did with Mace and those flashy jackets and all those horrible, horrible <laughs> videos. You know what I mean? Like he's pimping yeah. himself out yeah. to make to make a to make a name for himself. And and honestly, like that's I don't know. Like dude, I I don't even know where to begin. I'm, I'm all over the place right now. Like I'm all over the place. You gotta hone that's it in. Funny. You're the host. You gotta hone it in. Well, we both host, but that's because you're pod, you're but, the host, you own it. Well, we both we both pod. You probably patented behind pod. my back. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear what you, you say. I said you probably patented behind my back.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I'm be, making money from. This. I think
0: it'd be a trademark actually, because there's really nothing here to patent.
1: True. Yeah, trademark would be better. Yeah, yeah and I'm making a ton of money from it, obviously. Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't, what was, what was even your question? I don't know what your, what your question you, is. You,
1: you, you just, no, you, there was no question. It I'm just stoked just, to talk well,
0: about hip hop because I, I've realized this week that I've kind of been that little cuck and I've kind of been a chode and I've kind of not given <laughs> this new era of hip hop. It's, it's uh it's proper deal. Like I, I, I've never really dove into it. I've always just brushed it off as, as not on the surface as not being as good as, as what I normally associate with the best of hip hop and therefore I never dove into it. And you can't tell me you're not the, you're not in the same boat here. You cannot tell me that.
1: I mean, I I, I admit over like the last year, maybe two years, oh, I've been like a lot more fucking, into hip hop. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Motherfucking. What, piece have, of I shit. Fuck, God damn
1: have I not? Fuck goddamn it. Have I I literally once we started collecting vinyl, I bought no, almost true. all of the Beastie Boys discography. I've bought a significant amount of hip hop. I never thought I would have bought on vinyl. So it's like I mean, I've always enjoyed certain artists and groups here and there, but it was, like I said, it wasn't until the last couple of years that I really started to get more into it, just overall, you know. But a lot of the more modern stuff, I just, I don't like. I don't enjoy it. And I just, I've tried with some of it. I try with Post Malone. I, I just, I don't like it. I don't think it's very good. I like what he does outside of his own music. I thought that's been cool. Like the Nirvana stuff he did, the stuff he did with Ozzy was cool. But his own music, I don't like. I don't enjoy it. It's, it's so
0: weird, too, because like a lot of the modern hip hop that is that is going on is so much more directly related to kind of what because we're older and we are just more knowledgeable we've been around longer we've seen things we read more we are more aware of societal issues and the modern hip hop is so much more connected to that because gangster rap dude gangster rap is so disconnected from the mass Unless you yeah. were from the era area, unless you were actually in a gang, it's it's a novelty, and and we like it because it is a novelty to us. Well, it's
1: not necessarily a well, yeah, I guess maybe a novelty to us. Absolutely,
0: but it, it's a novelty to us. We don't. Know but, what also, but also, but like also growing up in Compton and being in a gang, come on.
1: But I mean, I think novelty is the wrong word to use. I, I don't know what I don't know what you could replace it with right now, but.
0: But like this, but like, like a lot of that stuff like NWA did and it's just, we, we like singing along because it's what we grew up on, but like, we don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like we can hear what they're saying, but we don't know what they're saying. But now that we're older and we're able to kind of take in the world and then this guy, Kendrick Lamar is coming out and talking about societal injustice. We're old enough now to understand that people are treated differently mm-hmm. in the world and he's talking about how people are treated differently in the world. And I think that's that's kind of the 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 thing that we've been missing because we've been focused. because we're like we're musicians, right? We've we've always just played music and we've never like we play music without even any vocalists. Like the majority of the stuff we've ever recorded, played, done has always been without a vocalist. So we've always focused yeah. solely on the music aspect of it. And up until recently, up until this pod almost is when we've started to become lyric men. And and yeah. dove into like lyrics and things people are saying. And I think that's that's why we've we've brushed off like the new the new guard so much. It's just because not like we think they're stupid, I guess. It's just because that's not that's just not who we were at that point. But True. we've we've expanded ourselves, we've gotten better, and, and uh we're we're embracing it. And a lot of it's really good.
1: The thing with Kendrick Lamari, like he does he does things well. But he's not like to me. He's not like the best at anything. You know, he doesn't have like a he doesn't have a signature style to himself. Like he he takes so much from so many genres and styles, but there's nothing that really defines him as Kendrick Lamar, like beat wise, uh, any sort of vocally, maybe lyrically, but even lyrically, a lot of what he talks. I'm only basing this off of the album we're doing this week to pimp a butterfly. But lyrically, it's all stuff that's already been talked about countless times by other rappers or even rock musicians you know it's it's like he's not the first to talk about these things it's he's not the first person to have like this epiphany when he goes and travels the world like that's not an uncommon thing a lot of artists have that happen to them when they go elsewhere in the world somewhere outside of their comfort zone they have that 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 awakening almost so like nothing he's doing is i feel is very revolutionary I mean I know like well was it off of this record? Yeah, it was off this record. Like the the song um alright. That song was like like I'm the uh the, all right. that was like the theme song for lack of a better word, the theme song for the BLM movement back in 2015. You know, it's just like rightfully not, so though. I know, yeah, rightfully so, but it, what I'm saying is like what That's he's been 6B. doing is not re- it's not to me it's not it revolutionary. Is. It is. It, I really don't think it is. He's t- he's talking like social commentary but who the fuck isn't like who who in conscious hip hop is not doing that? Well, let's cuz uh, that's what conscious hip hop is.
0: Well, mm, okay, so I mean, let's 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 lay let's like lay, lay the ground rules, I guess, because I am no fucking authority on hip hop or especially I'm conscious or political hip hop. But the way I see it is political hip hop versus conscious hip hop. Political hip hop is you think Chuck D you think public enemy, you think politically charged yeah. lyrics, you think overly aggressive, you think like rage style, here are the problems. Let's yeah. deal with these problems. Conscious hip hop on the other hand is like, here is kind of what I see the problems being. What do you think listener? And I think that's like <laughs> the difference is, is political. Political hip hop is more. I am telling you what the problems are. And then conscious hip hop is, they're giving you an example of something that kind of sounds fucked up, and letting you come to the decision of whether or not that is actually fucked up.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's like the philosopher's version of of music of hip hop, I should say. Absolutely, that's what conscious hip hop is. And, so it's I, it's all it's all kind of very it's kind of vague and up ambiguous and up to interpretation, which is good at times. But I think that's it's why like,
0: both of us like gravitate towards conscious hip hop more so than I mean, besides political than anything yeah. else right because uh, yeah no that, i agree it, that's why Tribe. that's why de la soul like those were the beginnings of the conscious hip-hop era and that's why yeah. we like that stuff so much is because it is so subjective and because it makes us think so much and because we can essentially fucking do a four-hour podcast on something about it
1: What's what i've always thought about like what i've always liked about conscious hip-hop is that or the little bit I've, i like of it that i know of it is that Like you said, lyrically it can really make you think and open up doors um and and into different viewpoints, but then the music is always like almost straightforward. Like they use cool samples and cool things here and there, but it's it's like it's it's almost strictly lyric based and just very just like like boom like it's just like very like in your face, but not like not like public enemy where it's like they're they're demanding change. They're demanding you do something. And that that comes across musically, but conscious hip hop is like, it's very like stripped down, but it's saying, but it like means so much more, even though it's stripped down. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it
0: does. It's public enemy, (sighs) especially at a time, especially at a time back then, it was, it was easier just to tell people that things were fucked and let's do it. But we're, we're an evolved society now where we have information at our fingertips and everything is, is fact checked and everything is, is questioned Not really everything, but everything should be questioned. And so (laughs) when when we hear somebody come out like Chuck D, if he were to do the stuff that he was doing back in like the 80s and early nineties today, people will be like, all right, dude, relax. Like we we know, we know, we get it, we get it, we get it. Yeah. Now people want to be challenged like mentally, people want to be challenged intellectually, people want to want to find the answer for themselves and then Mm -hmm. be a part of a collective to change what is happening rather than just like, Hey, let's go fucking do something. That's why, I mean, that's why like marches now are turning into raids and, and riots and things like that, because people want to be challenged intellectually. And that is Mm -hmm. what's happening. And that's why Kendrick Lamar is so damn good is because he's bridging that gap. He's bridging those, those eras of, of the gangster rap of, of the golden era of hip hop, of, of just telling people what they should do of telling Mm -hmm. stories of what it's like, to be like like a inner city black kid and then also relating it to to kind of what it's like to be now where we think we're such a sophisticated society but fuck man like not even a month ago people were like storming the capital you know what I mean stealing shit like yeah. what the fuck what i guess our, our society is in shambles
1: i guess like to me like the the way i've kind of viewed Kendrick Lamar this week is that he's not like i already said he's not great at anything He's he's he just dabbles in everything. So he's like he's a good gateway into other genres, you know, like he, he can put out the radio hits and then the person who listens to the radio hit radio single. They'll go and listen to the record and then they'll say, OK, I kind of like this conscious hip hop. I'll go check that out. I like the gangster rap style of this. I'll go check that out. So he's a good gateway drug into other genres. But overall, he's not like really good at anything, you know, like, or like great at anything. I can see that just that's a fair good. point because he's just good he, he at does, it. he's just good at stuff he but not does, the greatest.
0: He does do a lot of things and and he does throw it back, he does try and do new things. And again, like you can argue
1: he he, he could be the greatest gateway, but he's not like the greatest MC, he's not the greatest beat maker, he's not the greatest in production. Like he's just good, but not just the greatest, you know? I mean, that's how but, but I viewed it. Like, but when you got people like Eminem saying like dude
0: Kendrick Lamar is in my top four MCs of all time, you've gotta like listen. You gotta understand, okay, if Eminem is saying that, there's gotta be something to this kid. There's gotta be something. And it's not just Eminem. Do you we're talking like Dre, Snoop, a lot of these people that are from the beginnings of the hip hop era are saying that yeah. like Kendrick Lamar is, is, is something else, is something bigger, something better.
1: Yeah, because I mean I mean but how much weight does that really have? You know, just because somebody pops. When fucking Eminem it?
0: says he you're, you're his top four or top five greatest MCs of all time, how much weight does that have?
1: Yeah, I mean, fuck it. He does it? Fucking I God. don't know. Of course, it has weight. Absolutely. It only has weight if you give it weight, though. Of right? course, no. Be, like, because like if you Eminem don't like is Eminem like objectively it, great. But like, if you don't like Eminem and he says, "Who doesn't like, like you're fucking not Eminem?" Appreciate. I'm just saying. Now you you're making
0: like now you're making things up. Everybody on this <laughs> earth likes Eminem. That's that's mm. false. That you you're making shit up. That's people, not true. People like Eminem more than like M that. Tie. That's
1: that's that was a bad joke. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. But for real though, uh, like when Eminem says that, you, you really think that doesn't have weight? Come on. It de- no, it does. It does because he's such a he's such a heavy hitter within the, the community. But
0: it has a lot of weight.
1: It does, but then it's just, it's kind of like one of those things. Like why why are they making him so like? It's almost like we've talked about like Machine Gun Kelly. Like, why is he so popular? Like, a lot of artists say he's really good and he's really talented. The media says he's really good and he's really talented. But when you listen to his stuff, you're like, eh, it's all right. It's good, I guess. But it's not like, it's not revolutionary. It's like, just because somebody within the community says it's really good doesn't necessarily make it good. I don't know. But
0: you got to look at who's saying it, though. Because Eminem is is not... He's not one for interviews. He's not one to sit down and do a 60-minute thing. He fucking hates the media. He he hates everybody True. that isn't like one of his just his close homies that wants to buy him a beer. And so True. when somebody like Eminem, who does have a lot of clout, who did come up from nothing, much like Lamar, who did make a name for himself, who did kind of carve his way into hip hop history for being so unique, when he says that Lamar's got something, like that that does hold water.
1: But that also does. looks but also then then look at it, you can also look at it from the viewpoint of like where they come from. I mean, obviously Eminem comes from Detroit, but he also made his name with Dre. Dre is directly connected with Kendrick because of the whole gangster rap and the, and him being signed to Aftermath and all that stuff. Like these guys are all interconnected, so they're all going to boost each other up. They're all they're all making money off of each other at some point. They're all like it, it's very um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of. It's almost like incestual, like the way that they they boost, they like some of these, some people boost each other up. Like it happens in all genres of music. It's not just hip hop. It's 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 metal music. It's every kind of genre. I mean, that's so it's not uncommon. So I mean, if they're related to point. each other, they're related to to each other musically. They're going to hype each other up. That way, they're going to be able to be featured on each other's tracks or songs and make more money or have bigger hits or whatever you know what i mean
0: if there's if there's less than like three degrees of tom DeLong between pretty much like anybody then you could absolutely make the argument of of it being kind of like uh nepotism right like yeah i that, mean i, that, I guarantee you like
1: i guarantee you travis barker would say kendrick lamar is one of the greatest mcs or greatest hip-hop Biggest people in hip hop, you know, he would say the same thing. But then you ask him in a, in a different interview, he's going to say, oh, you know, NWA were the, are the biggest thing. But it just depends on like the context and the situation, like where the, when these people are going to say what they say. It's all context and it's all who they're, who they're in with. The
0: only difference is I, I do think Kendrick Lamar <laughs> is, is the voice, the hip hop voice of our generation.
1: But I, I only think he is that because he dabbles in so much. So he he touches a little bit of everything so everybody can kind of feel connected with him. And I think that's one reason why he is so big. But what's wrong with that? But if, he's not, if, no, there's nothing if wrong nobody, with if it. nobody
0: else is doing it and he does it really well and he makes music that is both accessible and then also he makes really, really deep cuts that are only for true like hip-hop heads because there are some tracks on here that if you don't really like hip-hop, like there's no fucking way you're going to like this song. But there are also yeah. tracks on here that if you only listen to radio hip-hop you're gonna love it so he does you're right he does dabble in a little bit of everything but he does it all really well and he makes hip-hop accessible to essentially everybody
1: I agree and that's that's great but I think for anybody to say he's great in any one particular thing outside of that I think it it just doesn't make much sense to me like he's not the greatest at anything except being accessible that's it
0: well, he's a great storyteller.
1: I, I mean, I do and I do, if and if I do look like at a lot at of what stuff. What a
0: dollars worth. I mean, he's a fucking yeah. phenomenal storyteller. He does. No, he's I, a I phenomenal lyricist. The way he can he can even though you hate can it, the copy, way he can yeah. throw his voice to be so many different things to kind of coincide with the story he's actually telling, much like a dad is telling a story to their child and they make their voice a little bit different for every character. That's what Lamar does. I mean, this is like childhood stuff. This is ingrained in us since Since we were like two or three years old, when our parents are reading us stories, like this is this is like next level stuff, but it's also very, very childish and subconscious. Like, this is what Lamar does.
1: What we haven't really talked about our bangers or stinkers. Do we do you have any stinkers on this record? No, I have no stinkers.
0: I I have none, zero stinkers, stinkers, none.
1: I don't have any stinkers either. So, there you go. So, a posse right there. Um, so what is your BB on this one?
0: Uh, do you want to do my BB first or your BB? No, brr, let's brr, go brr, with your BB. Let's go brr, with your BB. Brr, 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 brr. What do you got? Um, so I was I was kind of torn between a couple of couple of them, but I think King Kunta is my is my BB, my one B.
1: Okay, that's a good one though. It's my four B. Yeah, 4B. this
0: is this is a uh, this is a banger of a song. This is co written by Red Foo. If you don't know Red Foo, he's from mm-hmm. LMFAO.
1: Oh really? Oh, the yeah. guy with the fro. Uh, well, they both had pros, right? Yeah, fuck, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no. they're,
0: they're cousins anyway. Red Foo and Sky yeah. Blue, they're cousins anyway, mm. or like like one's an uncle, one's a nephew, like they're whatever. Yeah, they're, it's all in the family. But they, dude, this, this is this is my this is my biggest banger. I think this song is is so rad. I love the beat. I, I I dude, there's so many bells and whistles on this beat, and it gradually builds on itself. So if we're gonna talk about, I guess, just like the music aspect of it. Like more and more noises are added, more instruments are layered, and it all still kind of drives forward. There's a female harm response to K Dot's calls, and those are fantastic. K Dot is also Kendrick Lamar. Now I'm a true I'm I'm a true Kendrick Kendrick Lamar head now, so I call him K Dot because we, we, we go back, we go back. Um, <laughs> when I lived in Anaheim and he was in Compton, that's where we go back from there. Because he's like he's our age. He's like 33. Fucking so weird. <laughs> Makes me giggle, but like, like, what were we doing? We, we we should have been doing the same thing. Why why are we not writing fucking pimple butterfly? I don't understand. That's right. But this uh this song has a more traditional chorus than uh than than a lot of like hip hop and a lot of this album, and it works. It works well. It, it really emphasizes the point and it keeps it funky and fun sounding. And like, yeah. I don't know, it came in and the. the this is a fantastic song. and The video is really fun and everything about this is really cool.
1: Yeah, it, I think it's it's like I said it's my 4B and I think it's a pretty solid song. So, let's uh let's play a little bit of it and then we'll get into the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, here is uh King Kunta from the Kendrick Lamar's. Here we go. I got a bone pick. here. there's uh, there's a bit of King Kunta from uh, Kendrick Lamar. There you go probably one of the the catchier tunes on the record yeah especially yeah, with yeah. the the girl backup vocal where she all she says is like king Kunta and a couple other bam,
0: things bam, 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 bam. It's,
1: but it's, yeah it's no it's it's, a good bit. it's very catchy and like you said the videos the video is fun it's just like him and back in his old neighborhood just with a bunch of his friends just like dancing and it kind of has like that that old like late 90s early 2000s music video vibe to dude, it this all, is totally kind of
0: like gangster rap video <laughs> like this is yeah this is what dre was doing up all those all those all videos and like this video specifically he he all those people were, were actually his friends and his friends and his family and his friends are friends instead of hiring like actors he just yeah brought all his friends on
1: and there's the dude in the wheelchair just kind of like. <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a cool video it was it was very throwback and uh yeah, this is a this is a solid song. I really like this one too. And uh, what do you got lyrically on it?
0: This is I think this is just about the struggle Kendrick has had, and, and he relates it to a character from from a, I think a show. Kunta Kinte. Kunta it's from a. It was a
1: book. I or think. a book. Yeah. 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 Like, it was. It was a. It was a book called "Um uh, the Roots: The Saga of an American Family" by Alex Haley.
0: Alex Haley. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's dude. He's he's well. He's surprisingly well read, or he has just extrapolated on maybe fifteen things that he has read. I don't know. Either way, there's (laughs) there's some because you never really know, right? When someone's like you think somebody's well read, they could have just looked up fifteen things and then taken from those things and really ran with it.
1: Yeah, that's true. You you never really know.
0: But I mean, as far as I know, like he's he's very well read and he knows his he knows his shit and he knows his own personal history, like his race history, his his where, where he comes from. But he also kind of knows like American history. And that's yeah. cool. And, he, and I also like how he calls out ghostwriting rappers saying like they share bars like they bottom bunk in a two man jail cell. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, cool. and from what I was reading, like he has a lot of uh a lot of feuds with, with various rappers and one of them being Drake. Yeah. It doesn't really make much sense because it's like they were they've been on each other's songs. So like these feuds, uh, they just seem kinda silly and stupid. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean feuds are, are a big part of, of like of like hip hop. I mean that's <laughs> Dude, come on we're going it's back true. to the
1: biggest feud of
0: all time arguably the well, biggest yeah. feud in music history is like the east coast west coast where yeah. people died right I mean that is that that's is the I mean. culture of hip-hop and yeah they're stupid and, and yeah they're they're silly but I mean even that feud itself that's a that's a whole feud we could do a pod on where it's not it's not just rooted in hip-hop culture but it's also rooted in like police corruption culture and in mm-hmm. political corruption culture, so I don't. Know, I feel I,
1: like a I, lot of like modern feuds are just—they're just there to to have a feud. Like, there's no real reason. Just it's a feud to have a feud. You know, nobody's actually pissed off at the other. It seems like it's just happening. That's like th- modern feuds.
0: I think that's what Kendrick kind of grapples with a lot in this album. <laughs> is just like boredom it is just he is like the self-proclaimed king of hip hop at this point and he's simultaneously loving it but also thinks like he's the biggest piece of shit in the world because he's abandoned like all of his friends his family what he grew up on the people that cared yeah. about him and i i think that kind of like emo aspect that that kind of like self self-deprecation is is really good yeah it's really he, good
1: he, he talks about that, that kind of stuff a lot, that, that kind of, um, the, uh, oh my God, what is what am I trying to say? I'm like having a brain fart right now. Are you looking up in the sky? Uh, yeah, I'm totally <laughs> looking up in the sky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always no. do that when we can't think, we always look up. <laughs> uh,
1: I hate humans. We do the stupidest things. No, but he, he's always like grappling like with his own self-hatred, his own, his own self-loathing and like he, he's this whole album, like, it's so conflicted. Everything is so conflicted with him on this record. From, like, the smallest things to the biggest things, it's just, I don't know. He's a he's a very uh, sensitive man, it seems like. He's a, he's then a he's person. Not, like, he's
0: a fucking human. Yeah. I mean, you listen to gangster rap from the early 90s, right? These people almost don't seem human because there's nothing that we personally can relate to them. And so we just, we see these people as just like, oh, this must be, this must be a fucking different planet because of the yeah. stuff that they're going through, the stuff that they're talking about. Like, there's no way I can relate to it. So we disassociate ourselves so much from that, that it's a novelty. But when Kendrick does it and he starts talking about how he's depressed, how he's overcome like depression and, you know, like anxiety and society, things like that, it's like we can relate to those things and... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe those are 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 more uh, not as pressing problems. I don't know, but it just makes him seem more human and it makes his message come across clearer.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I like th- there's one song on here where he he's kind of like talking about how people ju- people view you know hip hop music and and the African American community here in the United States is like a um like not as like more of like a just a show not like a not like their actual creative output and this and that. Like he he has he has, he kind of goes back and forth with what he's trying to say, and it's kind of it gets kind of confusing. Like he wants to be like this the uh, moments yeah. he wants to be like this gangster rap thing, but then at, at other moments he's like really sensitive, and then and then he critic then at one point he criticizes people for only viewing things at face value, like viewing his music in the hip hop community at face value, and then criticizing other people for thinking he's too sensitive like he's just kind of all over the place yeah which, which he's like a human, human right he's like a know, fucking but it's person just like, but it's almost like at what point are you just gonna kind of like pick a lane like where are you gonna where do you stand it's like it's like me sitting on the fence with everything you know it's just like where do you stand on everything like, like you're just right it seems like on this record because i'm only basing this opinion off this record it seems like he's always riding the fence like he's just it's so back and forth so wish-washy but I, I just don't unlike, know what, what it is what he wants unlike you when you ride the fence
0: Kendrick picks a side multiple times like you ride the fence no Kendrick just picks a side and then jumps over the fence and then picks a side and then jumps over the fence and then picks the other side there's a difference between jumping the fence and then riding the fence
1: so what's better jumping or riding
0: it doesn't matter what's better I mean I make fun of you for doing it because it's uh, it's fun to make fun of you Well, And
1: another another thing like with with what I was reading like he spent like a couple years just saying like voting's useless this and that just like constantly talking about how bad it is and then like I think it was like right before one of this album or one of his albums or right after it came out he immediately endorsed Barack Obama because all of a sudden out of nowhere he didn't like what Mitt Romney wanted so he aligned himself with Barack Obama and then Barack Obama said oh he, he is this is my favorite record of the year this and that and it's just like. Dude you're just It's kind of To me like reading that And and other things And his lyrics It kind of seems like He just panders to people Maybe I'm completely wrong I don't know But it does I think you're forgetting What it
0: was like When we were in our 20s Don't forget He's our age And yes he did I don't think you do Because he Okay I don't think you do Because he did say That voting is useless He did say that And And then then he endorsed Barack Obama Bro how much How much shit do we do In our fucking 20s that was but not this is acceptable. Also, that we flip flop.
1: Come on, guy. Is also, come okay. on. But 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 my example is when come he's on. you know in his mid to late or when he's when he's a little bit older. Like this he's is like, like twenty
0: five when the, when this came out, he was 28, 27 years old. When he said that, he was probably like twenty five. When we is, were twenty five, come on. What were the some of the things but that still, came out of our mouths? Some of the way we treated people but, when we were twenty five. Get the fuck out of here acting like you're also, on some fucking not, high horse and Kendrick can't no. flip flop. Get the fuck out of here. But what I'm saying yo. is got my fingers but, pulled, but to be, together but like fingers pulled
1: But to be the the voice of a generation, supposedly He can't be a person still? No, he can be a person, what, but what t- but what? he also takes no stance on anything and he flip flops.
0: Because he's a fucking child.
1: <laughs> he's a fucking child.
0: You you've worked with people that are are way younger than you that are yeah. twenty in their early twenties. Oh, I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, they're fucking stupid, right? You think yeah, they're but, idiots.
1: But I'm also not a, the voice of my generation, and neither are the idiots. Why aren't you
0: college. the voice of your generation? Even Kendrick I'm a Lamar, fucking idiot. You're not a fucking idiot. You're just as big of a fucking idiot as Kendrick Lamar is, as anybody else is. There's no so to difference. make him like a
1: martyr, and to to think he's just this 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 amazing like you know artist which because is, good, he and is great.
0: my god you're dude okay yeah, 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 yeah. i'm gonna educate you because you're you're fucking you're 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 cherry picking things that are are oh my god you you're irritating me completely <laughs> kendrick lamar is a human
1: i understand that yeah
0: he presents himself as a human you constantly you've you've been berating him for like five minutes on his flip flopping like dude <laughs> That's what fucking humans do. You do it. I do it. We all do it. I don't understand what you expect of him. The only people that don't do it are people that are stuck in their ways. Those are the people that never promote societal change. Those are the people that encourage things to never change and be bad forever. You want flip-floppers. You want people to be like, holy shit, even though I said I wouldn't vote forever, actually voting's pretty good and we should probably do it. That makes him a bad person? No, what are you talking about? That makes him. But you say flip flopper like it's has some kind of negative connotation. He grew up. He grew up. He got older. He got wiser. He experienced the world. This this is what happens with age.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does.
0: You're, you're faulting him for it. I, what are you talking about? I just, I, I think it, it, about? It, it's
1: just a mixture of me just not understanding why he's as popular as he is because I don't think he's that. Great. I'm
0: giving you like all these reasons it's because he he acts like a human, he raps like a human, he is a flip flopper, he has an idea on one album and then the next album he completely goes against that idea and grows as a person, grows as a rapper, grows as an entertainer, he gets wiser, he gets smarter, he says, you know what? But I have what said. this I, mean, like, I have said these things in the past. These are not the things that I that I do now. I have grown up. All of our favorite I, bands don't fucking grow up. Blink One Eighty Two never grows up. Well, they did for a while. They never grow. In, they never grew up, dude. Tom DeLonge still has not grown up, and it's irritating. It's no, irritating. But then, like, we sit here in this Kendrick Lamar thing, and you're sitting, you're shitting on this kid because he grew up. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm not gonna, That's it's, not it's, not gonna let that happen.
1: Regardless of growing up and and maturing or yes, changing styles up. and changing, it's just like he just because you like I, I always say, but it, he just never because changed styles. Change, he never changed just styles. because you change doesn't make you good. Doesn't make it good. I mean, what are you talking about? Change uh, is almost
0: always good. No, it's not. Especially in the context of societal change, when you grow with the times, as you mature and society matures, things aren't the way they used to be. Tyler, back in the nineties. Gangster rap isn't what it it's used true, to be back not. in the 90s. It's very you true. You fucking kids aren't the way we listen to music. Things change, bro. You got to change with it or you'll be left behind. And I feel like you're being <laughs> left behind right now. Yeah, you got to yeah, keep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep I up. I just don't.
1: I No, I understand. I just don't think he's as great as everyone be, claimed.
0: Before he is. Before going into
1: this, he's I good, acknowledge. It's not that great.
0: Before going into this, I acknowledge that both of us never still to this day don't really give the new rappers the new the new guard a chance because it's not what we are used to and that is a very antiquated way of thinking that is a very bad way of thinking we need to change it's change true. is good and i feel like it's right true, now you have, are so
1: reluctant to change change can be good but you're so reluctant to change can be good change that is, isn't necessarily good but it can be good I'm not reluctant. That's bullshit. Because we have both evolved with our musical tastings over the years. Absolutely, it is. It is I'm not bullshit. In any like, capacity. I, I've, I've given, you are I've given very several reluctant artists, to change. I've given several artists modern. Uh, if we're going this is the only time you know,
0: that I'm, we've actually given I'm a modern rap artist an music. A, a actual chance. This is the first time.
1: Yeah, and I, and I like I said before, I think it's like he's not really great at anything he's because he's not at, as at because he's
0: not as good as, as the gangster rap artist, because he's not as good as the golden era see. That's exactly the point. He's not trying to be those things. He's trying to pass those things on to the new generation. He's almost like a textbook. He's just trying to give you like a like a history lesson, like, hey, here's where rap came from, here's where rap is going. And this is what I'm trying to do but you're comparing him to old rappers, which is not what he's trying to do. It's not fair. It's not, even, it's not even in the context of what he's doing.
1: I understand that. I know that's not what he's doing. Like I said, he's the gateway to hip hop. He's the gateway to hip hop. So I don't think that's the only thing he's great at is being the gateway to hip hop, to other hip hop artists and genres. That's That's what he's good at. But outside of that, I don't think he's that. Lyrically, he's good. Obviously, he's good. But outside of that, He's not great at anything.
0: But then you fault him for changing, and you fault him for <sighs> like, like, I don't know, getting better with each album. And it's, it's like, yeah, he's not, you know, he's not talking about dick jokes like Blink 182 Eight. But the thing is, like, he has eight albums. It, but yeah, he is progressing as a as a human.
1: But see that that's where you and I disagree. I don't think he's gotten better with albums. Like I think he has some albums are stronger than others, but it's not necessarily like. As he's progressed, it's gotten better because that's not the case.
0: It, it's not just about his lyrical, his lyrical delivery, it's about his content. His content has almost objectively gotten better. And again, we take songs from this. Like his storytelling ability in this and his 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 lack of compassion for himself. The way he the way he treats himself on this album is is fucking brutal. And we mm-hmm. don't see Almost anybody in the entertainment business do that. We don't, we don't see almost anybody take a really good introspective look at themselves and talk about how terrible of a person they are for doing the things that is almost required of them for being in that spotlight. And I feel and, like
1: Kid Cudi did a good job of doing that.
0: No, Kid Cudi was never on the same level of Kendrick Lamar. Ever. I feel like,
1: I don't know. To this day. Maybe,
0: and and kid and and I do like Man in the Moon. That is a f- fucking phenomenal album, and I'm not discounting that whatsoever because that is a damn near perfect album. But Kid Cudi never achieve the success that Lamar did, and Lamar to to still kind of hold on to his values, even in his personal life. I mean, we'll talk about his personal life too. The first thing he did when he made it big was he bought his parents a house for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars in Eastvale, a very reasonable mm-hmm. house that they can live in and maintain and be happy with they don't need like a housekeeper they don't need all these bells and whistles he did that because that's that's what he wanted to do when his sister graduated high school what did he buy her what kind of car did he buy her he bought Mm -hmm. her some little stupid toyota not fucking a lamborghini not a fucking ferrari he bought her a toyota car like a camry or something and of course the internet was like kendrick lamar worth you know a hundred million dollars but he buys his little sister a toyota but why did he buy that for her because he wanted her not to be able to experience the same struggles that him and his mom did when they were growing up because she was a little too young to, to remember it. But he also mm. wanted to reward her for doing something good and to share his, his success with her. And much like he shares his success with a lot of people, but he doesn't overdo it. He's not, he's not like the P Diddy where he buys a fucking nine bedroom house. He's not, <laughs> he's not like yeah. that. He's a very humble person. and, I don't agree with his religious beliefs, but he is a very, he claims to be a, a man of God and he's, mm-hmm. he speaks about it a lot. It almost comes off as preachy sometimes because he speaks about it very highly. And he says that God has a bigger plan. And there are songs that he writes about temptation. And, and just because I have a, I have a, a friend that comes over all the time that is highly religious. He tells me about all the temptations that, that the devil did to Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, dude, Kendrick acknowledges that, Dude, like just imagine being a fucking hip hop star, right? Just imagine being a hip hop star and going to a club and the promoter of the club or the owner of the club is just throwing women at you, throwing drugs at you, throwing alcohol at you. Like, how long can you possibly say no? Like, you and I can sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I would just say no. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do coke. I'm not going to do heroin. I'm not going to do this stuff. I'm not going to cheat. How long could you say no? Night after night, year after year, month after month. How long could you say no? How strong is your will? And that is the yeah. st- kind of stuff that that Kendrick is dealing with here, and that's the kind of stuff that rappers just they don't really do. Like the rap life, especially coming out of like the the mid two thousands, you know, with with like Lil Wayne coming up and like Ti and these these bling bling rappers and this kind of club mm-hmm. rap music. These are things that we don't that we don't associate with rap music rappers and then especially with like fucking douchebag nozzles like Takashi Tekashi six nine Rat Boy <laughs> my 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 new favorite like celebrity to hate like these guys are just going around flashing everything and and they're not people. Like to, to me Takashi nine not, six nine is not a person. He is he is a he's an entity. He is an entertainer. He is that he's like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson to me has never been a person because He's never shown any kind of like humility any kind of personality outside of just being a fucking weirdo But that's not kendrick. That's not kendrick k-dot k-dot is bigger than that k-dot Acknowledges that he is living the dream that he fucking loves his life. Everything is great He has everything he could possibly need But he also has like this weird survivor's guilt, right and he talks about it in this album he talks about Mm -hmm. how There's no difference between him and anybody else coming from the hood like why did he get chosen there was a million rappers coming from not a million but There's a fuck ton of rappers coming from Compton Why him they're probably he says that all of them are probably just as good as he is. He just got lucky He just got lucky that he got chosen and then he just made it big now And he wants to give back and, and much like the conscious rap versus the political stuff he wants to give back to the community. He knows what is plaguing our society. He knows what is going on, but he doesn't quite know what to do with it. And that just comes with age, man. We're the same age as he is, and the yeah, we sit here, we talk about, and like we know what's plaguing our society. We know what's terrible, mm-hmm. but even you and I, like, we don't know how to fucking change it. And we do our, we do what we can, but then you get songs like like How Much a Dollar Cost, and this song fucking. This is my 10 B. <laughs> oh <God>. I mean, <laughs> I you, you do, a you do make
1: a lot of you, you have made a lot of good points. So I'm not like, I, I, I just, agree with a lot of what you're saying,
0: insane, man. But like, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I'm on a roll here. OK, keep going. We 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 we, 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 we rarely we, 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 we rarely question ourselves. We rarely question ourselves. And it wasn't until like Killer Mike in, in RTJ 4 was was talking about and, and walking in the snow And, and, uh, you know, the most you'll give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy and call it a day, whatever. That's on a more macro level. That's on a, that's on a level that's behind a phone that is behind a computer screen. That is something that's always been done. You know, people talk shit on the internet all the fucking time. There's always been trolls. That's, but like, but how much a dollar costs is so personal. It's so, this is my favorite song on the album. Lyrically. And possibly like my favorite thing that he's done lyrically. And, mm-hmm. and the idea that Kendrick considers himself a messenger of rap music, a god of sorts that wants to like change the world with his music. But he can't even get some fucking guy a dollar. That, that concept is, is, is discussed in a way where it's just presented as a story. Like greed, gluttony, wrath—all of these, all of these deadly sins—Kendrick is exposing himself as, and he's getting like uber conflicted with his actual purpose. Like his lack yeah. of compassion here is not—it's not unlike any of us feel. Like why? Why do we all pretend to change, to want to change the world, to want to do big things, and, and we all, you know, we we know what's going on in the world, but then we see a homeless person. And we're like, oh fuck, this fucking guy's gonna ask me for change. And it's like, dude, if we can't even give this fucking dude a dollar, how the hell can we possibly change anything outside of that? And he's not even he's not even giving us a solution here. He's presenting a problem. And much like the core of conscious rap, man, much like the fucking essence, the best part of conscious rap is he is letting us decide for ourselves if this scenario is even right or wrong and he's not even giving us anything else but here is what i was presented with here is how i felt Mm -hmm. about it what you think and fuck me if this just didn't this didn't get me right in the nards dude right in the fucking nards (laughs) got me
1: good (laughs) clearly it did so
0: good so yeah this is is my 10b but my favorite lyrically (laughs) i mean
1: how much a dollar cost is my 9b by the way it's uh I don't know. I you you just hit every nail on the head on that one. Like the way he he he, the metaphor the 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 Bible metaphors and everything in that and, and the whole story behind that. Like it was a real experience he had while he was in South Africa, and uh, it's just the 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 story behind it and all was just super interesting. I I thought it was a banger of banger of a song uh, lyrically and and musically. It it followed along with the. The conscious hip hop lyrics, you know, because it had that that style, the conscious hip hop hip hop style, very straightforward. The drum beat was was, you know, that kind of straightforward four on the floor beat, and just kind of him telling the story, and like you said, telling the story, in a, in a kind of ambiguous way. Man, it, was it was good. So it was a great song.
0: Damn good. It reminded yeah. me a lot of like, um, because of how dark in tone it was. It reminded me a lot of like some of the stuff Jedi Mind Tricks were uh, were and are doing.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Just very I don't know, very dark, very, very, uh very drab. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind yeah. of pre- presenting something as severely negative, but then you realize that it's not negative, it's it's just kind of thought provoking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Should we play a little bit of this song since we've not played very many songs and we're talking about it?
0: Uh I mean this is my ten B, but I think it's a it's a it's it's a banger, yeah.
1: I mean we can, we can we can go on to we haven't even got to our two B's yet. Yeah, no. What what is your what was your one B? You didn't even say your one B. Oh, my one B is um, uh, you. Oh, uh, the the black or the berry.
0: Oh, Black or the that's, that's My, my two beat.
1: B, baby. Yeah, this is uh, I, I'm 3B, I'm a guy actually. who likes aggressive aggressive songs, and uh, oh, this very is very
0: aggressive delivery.
1: Yeah, the delivery, the, the beat too, the drum beat is very kind of like distorted a little bit, and it just it gives the a more like vicious. Viciousness to the entire vibe of the song, uh, and then and then the chorus is just that it changes into the, like this reggae hook, which sounds really really great too. It like for whatever reason it works really well with the song. So I mean I guess I could play a little bit of it, the black or the berry. Right? Cha cha. Okay, so here it is from Kendrick Lamar. There you go. The Blacker, The Berry from Kendrick Lamar. Mm. The best song on the record. Mm. Right? Right?
0: Yeah, so this... Dude, like, if this didn't... Like, for me, like, this challenged me personally. This came at me and was like... That line that he says, you hate me, don't you? Like, you want to erase my culture. Like, Mm -hmm. that spoke to me and then it really made me, like, take, like, an introspective look and was like, holy shit, am I... Am I personally doing this? Am I a part of this? Mm-hmm. And dude, like that again, that is achieving its goal of the conscious rap of, of, of the thought provoking atmosphere that this is conveying that it attacked me personally. <laughs> and I don't even feel like I'm a part of that, but like I, I yeah. legit spent like half a day with like, Holy fuck. Am I a part of it <laughs> by me being inactive? Am I, I don't know. I, dude, I I. I. There was this whole thing that I went through, and and like it was, it that's was pretty good.
1: introspective. Yeah,
0: it was good. It it got me really good. And then, um, dude, it's like so some of the things are so so overly aggressive. Like when he says it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society, it's mm-hmm. just like, damn, dude. How can first of all, like, how can anybody even feel that way, right? Because yeah, it's, it's It's unfathomable d- to us because. It, I don't know. We've never felt that way, but then you realize that people do feel that way. And why? How? What? What can we do? I don't Mm -hmm. know. He doesn't know.
1: Yeah, it just—it's frustrating. It 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 really is because it's like you want you want a solution to what he's talking about, but he doesn't give that. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no. Um, what am I trying? to... Dude, I'm like, I'm just having a really difficult time. There's no end game for whatever reason after.
0: After this record's over, we don't come off of this like we did with like Rage's debut, right? Like after Rage's debut, we're like, oh fuck yeah, let's just go fuck something up. I don't care what it is, let's just go fuck something up. Mm -hmm. With this, it's like I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel. I feel like shit. I feel embarrassed, but I also feel like empowered. There's so many different feelings, but you don't know what to do with them. You just feel these things
1: you do but i mean he his delivery i mean ex- outside i mean besides this song like his delivery isn't as um it's not as like effective i feel as as a lot of mcs can be or are you know even in conscious hip hop like they, they're just not he doesn't have that that same grittiness that same kind of like yeah he makes you think but it's not like I don't know. To me it didn't make me want to it seemed very what he was writing about or rapping about and certain parts it made me kind of think of just like okay I've I've been reading and I've been seeing this so much in the media like it's not that much different from what I've already been seeing and reading and and how I already know people are feeling and how people feel about it. I don't know. Maybe my maybe my my problem, not problem, but my my viewpoint on this is like he's kind of talking about stuff like talking points and things that are already happening happening within the industry and the media. So it's almost like we're kind of desensitized to what he's already saying. And when he, when he doesn't have a very commanding voice on certain songs, like to me, it doesn't like pierce through pierce through to me the way it should be. Like when, when we listen to run the jewels, like the way LP and killer Mike have that way of that commanding voice, like, like you, you should be listening to it. So it really gets through to you like he doesn't have that same kind of voice so like his what he's saying doesn't really have the same effect like there's he he's just not a commanding guy for the most part except for in the song but the I way know, I just I can't I just can't figure out why I don't really like Kendrick Lamar that much I guess i I really I cannot <laughs> explain it like I I'm so I'm at such a loss of words on this episode <laughs> like I can't even really articulate what I'm trying to say because no, that, I just I, mean, that I that don't is, I just don't know why I don't like it. Like I just, it just does not speak to me whatsoever.
0: That is true. Usually, when you fucking hate something, you're always you got like so much, so much ammunition. It's just, it's I
1: just yeah. There's just makes my I head mean, spin. But it's this. like it, like for example, like in this song, yeah, he, he has a commanding way of speaking. But this song, and in all the songs on this record, he just he says a lot. He just says a lot of a lot of words, and he makes a lot of metaphors but it's almost like to the, to the point where it's like, it's so like what he's trying to, to convey is so diluted in everything else going on lyrically that you, you just kind of like, you're, you kind of miss it. And because it, he's not the most command, he doesn't have the most commanding voice or delivery. Like you're just, you're missing it more and more. And it's just, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why he's as popular as he is. It makes no sense to me at it, all because like a lot of the shit he's saying is just like it's shit it's it's stuff it's horrible stuff obviously but it's stuff that's just like talked about constantly in the media in music in in television in movies it's stuff we hear so often that i've heard it before like i understand i mean this shit is awful the shit that that some people go through and the way he feels it it's awful but it's just like
0: you know. it's presentation, man. Presentation is key, and and the way and he does, I don't feel like he presents <clears throat> it that well. But the way Kendrick presents it is not just like his his vocal delivery. It's it's him as a person. I mean, how many MCs do you know? First of all, that can that that throw their voice in so many different ways to even attempt to try and convey like a different message in each song. Like nobody, right? Yeah, nobody does. But I mean, we're not like hip hop heads, really but no off the top of our heads. Like I can't think of one person that even like tries to do this and yeah, like it or hate it. At least he's trying to get a message across. And like for me personally, I think what really does it for me with Kendrick is he makes me question just like everything that I stand for, like everything that I'm about. And again, going further into the song, he says, "You hate me, don't you? I know you hate me just as much as you hate yourself, jealous of the wisdom of my wisdom and cards I dealt, watching me as I pull up, fill up my tank, and then peel out and it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like, dude, how many times have i like even now it's like in Arizona, things are so fucking different, and I've becoming so normalized to being around just." Like I live in a ghetto, like a ghetto in is, in essence is just a group of people that are kind of the same race living together. Mm-hmm. And I live around just a lot of white people. So I live kind of in like a white ghetto. And even now, like I find myself when somebody that is not white comes and gets gas or goes to like the Albertsons next to me, like I look and I'm just like, dude, like, that's kind of weird. I've never seen him before. But then mm-hmm. I think like, have I seen anybody before? Like who the fuck do I know? Like I don't, Do I, do I, do I notice people coming in out of the Albertsons Albertsons that I go to once every three weeks, but it's just like those, like these things catching myself that Mm -hmm. I, I do like that, that is what he's talking about. Like that, that is what is going on. It's just, it's just like innate thing that we are just fucking conditioned to think. And, and unless we make a conscious effort to stop doing it, it's never going to stop.
1: And it's true. Yeah. And like another but thing, how, too. But then uh, but then also, how are we going to change? How how can we consciously change this? Like, it's easier said than done. Like, like, that's that's what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah, like it, I know. what you just said is what
0: he is saying is how, how are we going to change this? And, and he's looking at me and you like, like, hey, Tyler, Jeff, how are we going to change this? I'm like, I don't fucking know. How are we going to change this, Kendrick? I don't know. Like, okay, but at least we got past that first part. We got past the first part, but we got past the hump.
1: But that's another thing too. Like, like with with conscious hip hop, it's like, yeah, they they give you these ideas, they give you these, these just ideas is the best best way to put it, the, the most generic way to put it. But it's like, but then then what? Like, yeah, you think about it, but then you don't. Nobody nobody tries to enact any real change. Like, how can we move past this?
0: But we've seen we've seen with countless bands in the past. Look at Rage. Rage asked us for how many years to rise up and do good. And Nobody how many times did. have we done it? Nobody ever Very fucking little. did. So what? that that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Asking so people. So what works? Asking. I don't know. I don't so know. Nothing it works.
1: works in the end. Like like with this mentality, nothing works. So nothing is ever gonna change. I mean, how I mean, have things really changed that much?
0: I think things now are are getting better. Like specifically, two thousand twenty one prior to like the gangster rap era. Like, like, Mm. I mean, hip hop was, 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 was was bred right out of, out of New York kids in the ghetto who wanted to escape like the burning of, of the Bronx. The Bronx in the seventies was like fucking on fire. Like there were thousands of fires all in the seventies and, and they needed like an yeah. escape. And and that's, that's what it was. The Zulu nation. Like I actually looked into the Zulu nation this, this week too, cause we dropped the ball on a couple weeks ago, but I looked in yeah. the Zulu nation and that was, that was bred out of just like African Mabata, trying to promote like pride in, 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 in like black communities and in the ghetto. And then it mm-hmm. expanded further to like non-black people like Ad Rock, for instance, was a, was a Zulu member. Uh, immortal technique was a Zulu member. So, so like all all of these things are 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 combining into the hip hop culture and making it bigger, making it better. But things really didn't change until like after Tupac died. And that's why I say I don't I don't disagree with the golden era of hip hop stance that mm-hmm. that is like the best, but I I I don't like that term because it pigeonholes that era as being the best. But it's not like the best, it's just it's just different because Honestly, dude, like I got into Tupac a lot. I'd never liked Tupac. And I don't know if people, if people listen to this podcast, they know I'm not a big fan of Tupac, but I listened to all his records this week and before he got shot, he was a completely different person than after he got shot the first time after he, after he got shot, he was, he was more militant before he got shot. He was more conscious and more Mm. Kendrick Lamar like, and this is going to tie into kind of the Kendrick Lamar thing. So after he got shot the first time, he was very militant. He was very different. And the way, the way hip hop was going was, was, was like the over glorification of gang culture with death row, with bad boy productions was Mm -hmm. hip hop was going to run its course. Eventually something was going to happen. That was going to make hip hop almost obsolete to the public because it was going to get shut down. You can't, you can't glorify gang culture for that long and get away with it. You can do it for a little bit because the mass thinks like, oh, this is either a novelty or this is a glimpse into a life that I have known nothing about. But you can't do it for a Mm -hmm. decade. You can only do it for like four or five years. So the killing of Tupac and then subsequently the killing of Biggie, that ended that beef between East Coast and West Coast, that ended kind of the glorification of of the gang culture. And then that brought hip-hop and i fucking hate this guy this is one of my this is probably like now my after this week and last in subsequent weeks he's probably my most hated person in hip-hop that's p diddy oh p- yeah p-, p diddy pimped out hip-hop to the pop masses <laughs> yeah. and 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 i mean he did bridge hip-hop from the gang era into kind of essentially what everything else is And then, Mm -hmm. and then pass the torch to like people like Jay Z to like 50 Cent to like Kanye to all these things. But DP Diddy was the fucking worst, and I cannot stand that, dude. But (laughs) like all of these things, dude, all of this stuff has only happened in the past 30 fucking years. Yeah, it's like hip hop is so new and it's so, it's so like fought off at fought after. And you ask, I don't know, you ask like any. MC and I I brought up Eminem earlier because that went with my point, But if if you if if you just think in your mind now, my my favorite top five like MCs of all time, and then you just Google like who are their top five favorite MCs, they're all going to be different, all going to be different. But then you look at like rock, right? You look at rock, you look at jazz, you look at blues, you look at like country music. You look at you you you're going to see the same like four or five names. In a lot of the top five lists, and that yeah, just goes true. to show you like the the, the tumultuous nature of hip hop, how much hip hop evolves from year to year to year. With '96, I I did some research on it. '96 being or, my favorite year,
1: or maybe it's just like how how clicky hip hop music is, because 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 a lot of it was just so so much in New York, L.A., and like Chicago. I feel no,
0: no, false, like, dude. Because you had you had Florida which essentially two live crew had it yeah, not they, been for two live crew and, and, and Luke Campbell, Luke Skywalker records, like hip hop would not even almost exist with, with the bad words and the, and the potty but, mouth but, that it does yeah, today. It to censorship, yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about Twist's sister and in the, in, in the other part of the, of the pod, but mm-hmm. Luke Campbell, the uncle Luke, he was the catalyst. He was the one that presented this. He was the one that was going to jail night after night because of this, because, he mm-hmm. said that this is music. It doesn't matter. It's free speech. You're only arresting me now at this point because I'm black.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be-
0: now it has now transcended into a race thing. And that, dude, that is unbelievable. Like without, I, I don't like Two Life Crew, We did one of their albums on the pod and they're not a very good band. They're yeah, not a they're very not. good group. Shock value at best. Fine, whatever. Yeah. But holy fuck, dude, to discount like what they did in hip hop is blasphemous. Because
1: I agree with you on that,
0: dude. There would be no like there would there would be like no cussing in in, in records had it not been for them. But then you go to like Houston, right? You like 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 the, the I think the Fifth Ward. You go to like the Ghetto Boys. I mean UGK. Oh, I
1: forgot about them. Yeah.
0: I mean, dude, there's there's hip hoppers all over the place, and and it's just it's it's just something that that the culture itself everybody has a voice and everybody wanted everyone else to hear their voice. And especially coming out of the late eighties, early nineties, that era it's, it's all these voices are different, but all of their plights are kind of the same. They're all being oppressed by essentially the same fucking person. And it's, it's saddening and it's uplifting at the same time to hear everybody kind of spew the same story of, of here we are in the ghetto Our life is shit because of this person, because of whoever the fuck the governor was in California, because of whoever the governor was in Texas, Florida, New York, Chicago. It doesn't matter who I
1: mean, it's like, but then like what what can be done? You know, like But that's not that's not where we're at yet. What is going to be that's not
0: where we're at yet because hip hop culture is different than rock culture, because rock culture is essentially appropriated from blues culture. No, I right? understand.
1: No, I understand that. Yeah. Hip-hop culture Absolutely.
0: is still at the point now where we're not even, w- hip-hop culture is kind of still like in its infancy. Like it doesn't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know what's going on. And, and we look at hip-hop culture now and Kendrick Lamar like talks about it and like Uncle Sam, like like hip-hop culture and black people are, are, are kind of like conditioned to want to go mm-hmm. to malls and he specifically calls out malls and, and wants to and, and and want to buy things and, and spend money on on things that they will eventually pay taxes on and mm-hmm. he, kendrick's not about that life but he understands that life because he came from that life yeah and so i think like all of these things that honestly dude we will never understand because well, not, we're just yeah. not part of the culture but we can understand a little bit because we've been close enough to the culture and Kendrick Lamar wasn't a gangbanger but he was associated with gangbangers so that doesn't mean he doesn't know anything about gangbangers mm-hmm. and yeah. and I, I think even just like coming from Compton man you talk about Compton what do you think about? You don't think about Rancho Dominguez you don't think about anything good you only think about gangs that is yeah, it
1: That's that because that's what we're told about it you know
0: it, that's all we know yeah damn exactly. dude like this is this is unbelievable hip hop stuff and it's more thought provoking and I love gangster rap because that is that is like kind of my 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 intro to hip hop in general in middle school was gangster rap and I love it and and it's just nostalgia overall for me is is, is it's awesome it's good stuff but they're not besides just like an overall aggressive stance of I mean, <laughs> N.W.A. said it best. This is one line. That's all you need to know, essentially, about gangs is "fuck the police." Mm-hmm. That is that is kind of what gangster rap fully embodies, and yeah. it is that that one line, and, and what happens from that authority. line yeah. is it fully embodies everything of what gangster rap was about. But Kendrick is yeah. Kendrick is something else, man. Kendrick, because we are at a time now where we're not. It's not okay to call people certain words. It's not okay to, to I don't know, to pigeonhole people into certain categories. Now we are a little more aware. We're a little more woke, right, mm-hmm. of Absolutely. people's needs, of people's desires, of people's wants. And mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar plays into that so damn well, but still keeps the fuck the police
1: mentality. In some aspects, absolutely dude yeah.
0: the more I talk about this kid, the more I like him like my my <laughs> ranking right now is just going my ranking meter is just going up and up <laughs> and up
1: <laughs> I mean it can only go to a certain point
0: so. no, i I can go past three I can no, just, I give it up. sixteen I'll give him what the fuck no, I want no I'll give it twenty seven
1: no, no. forty two that's what's going i know i now, I now deem there restrictions on the pod there are now restrictions on the pod, damn.
0: No longer the fighting. no restrictions pod.
1: <laughs> so what else? What else what's your Fuck man, we're only on two B. Did you Bs right did now.
0: you say your one B? I don't know if you did or not. This did is you? my one B, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. There the black is. or the berry is my one B. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, man. What do you got for your two B?
0: I don't even know, dude. We're just like, we're so far <laughs> deep in this. My, 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 <laughs> like it's, it's almost
1: to the point like we've, we've touched upon like every subject he's, he's talked about on this record. So Better it's than like, needed.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Well,
1: no, definitely not that. Uh, cause I, I've been an absolute mess on this podcast, on this episode, but, um, there, there
0: but are definitely you know, times though where, where I, I don't know why I don't like somebody, but I just don't like him, and I don't give a fuck. So I, I, I fully understand where you're coming from.
1: This doesn't happen to me very often. Yeah, I just, this is one dude. I just don't, don't get the appeal at all.
0: There was an album we did like two or three weeks ago. I was like, I don't fucking like this. I don't know why. I don't care. I don't fucking like it though.
1: It was an album of the week? I don't, I don't remember what it was. Cause you I, did I that know. with, with, uh, with Deftones.
0: Yeah. Deftones is another band. I don't know you why. Just, you just didn't get
1: There's no. You just could not click there, for
0: you. There's no rhyme or reason why I don't like the Deftones.
1: But. But you just don't. I don't give a shit. I don't like them.
0: My 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 two B is I,
1: I okay I, that's my that's my four no that's my five banger, it's my five banger well, but we already played that one right yeah we did play I yeah we played that was I, our the opener did we yeah we did yeah that I, was the I, opener yeah uh, I was the opener, uh, yeah. so do we want to talk about that a little bit or what do you want to do
0: did we talk about that in the beginning
1: no we 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 sure? just jumped right into everything else. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: real quick, this is upbeat music. It's uh, I, I like the music in this one, and mm-hmm. I, I know I know we we talked about how like hip hop is a lot of sampling, and they don't use a lot of a lot of like live instrumentation sometimes, and um, but this but this album does, and there's a lot of ins, there's a lot of instrumentalists, there's a lot of session musicians, mm-hmm. and this is this is one of them, man. This is. This is like, there's some rad clean guitar strumming and there's some squirrely bass lines and there's a piano that does these like leads and transitions with every little like transition that they do and there's these cool little fills that this piano does and it's so fucking cool. And Kendrick is so quick on his delivery. Every word is in there. It's coherent, it's understandable. It's like he's channeling his inner Eminem, which I talked about earlier. Eminem Mm -hmm. says that Kendrick's one of his faves.
1: God. (laughs) I even feel like the his vocal delivery on the uh the the Blacker is wait, the Blacker is the berry? Wait, what the fuck is the name? Yeah, of that the Blacker the Berry. The Blacker the Berry, he sounds a lot like Eminem on that on that song. His delivery sounds a lot like Eminem. This that is, aggressive, like driving this,
0: this is just a kid who loves hip hop music, who loves MCs and wants to emulate those MCs and does so in a very respectful, fun fashion.
1: Yeah. Yeah but no real but like see that that's maybe that's what it is like he doesn't have a real identity to himself but he, he does pulls too much from everything else i don't know i we're this see this is going to go in a circle again it because is true. it is true because we we have differing view on, views on this and it's like this is like i said an example where i don't know really why i don't like it <laughs> so i'm just trying to think of reasons why i don't like it but i don't know what they are exactly
0: why don't why don't you start from now on thinking of the reasons you do love Kendrick, and I'm going to start thinking reasons that I don't love Kendrick, and then maybe it'll be crossover.
1: But that's so hard. Like it's it's too late in the game now to do that. that. Tr- eh, <laughs> like if we if we had done this prior to the pod, but yeah, I it's, it's, that's, it's that's
0: my that's my two B. I don't know. is
1: your two B. Yeah. But this is also the most positive song on the whole record. This is the one where he's kind of bringing himself up and just it's it's happy there's nothing on this record that's happy except for this song lyrically musically everything and this is the only one that has like a lot of a lot of different samples and things going on you know more so than most of the other songs which are a little bit more stripped down which is good but you know it, it it's definitely different and to put it so late in the record is interesting but whatever it's a good I, song
0: i i think because this, this song is, is kind of like, because Kendra grew up in the streets of Compton, which again, being from not Compton, I assume Mm -hmm. it's it's a fucking war zone. I don't know. But I, I think him coming out of there, there's probably a lot of like, like animosity. Mm -hmm. Like he probably sees now what people are like outside of the ghetto, outside of the hood, And he thinks that probably he lost out on a lot of his childhood because he had to fight for everything. Yeah. Friendship, like everything he probably had to fight. Like I can't even fucking imagine just like everything was a battle. And so coming with this one is, is kind of like his coming out and, and I don't know, it's, it's like you said, it's very, it's very upbeat and it's, it's fun. It's, it's like, he, he he even said like it's like the best song he's ever written. He loves it so much. Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's a breath of fresh air into the entire record.
0: It's so it's so positive after so much negative on the record, and I think putting it at the end is is right because he literally puts it at the end, except for the mortal man, poetry thing at the very end. This is the end of the record, and so I I, I think. I think the record stands as a concept album of, of of like the trials and tribulations that Kendrick has gone through but much like the song it's going to be all right it's going to be all right and I think that's that's comforting.
1: Okay so I mean so that was your that that was your 2B right yeah that was my 5B. Yeah, I is my 2B.
0: Okay. Black of the berries um, is my 3B.
1: Okay,
0: B my 1B. So what is your all right 3B? Let's I haven't do like even done my two well, B. I haven't done Tubi? my
1: two B. No, I haven't done my two B. My two B is uh for free. For free?
0: Oh, yeah. the interlude for free. That's yeah, the 9B. interlude.
1: The second, it's it's my two B. It's it's two B. It's it's that cool jazz interlude so with uh with some. It's almost like spoken word, much like what we were talking about on uh, section eighty. The what is that fucking song again called?
0: Oh, Ow. the uh, the outro, right? The
1: no was it the outro oh yeah yeah the owls wait i don't even remember absol's outro yeah yeah absol's outro that's what it is it's similar to that um and i thought i think it's just it's different it's exciting it's a it's a good extension of the first song wesley's theory and uh i thought it was fantastic so should we play a little bit of it yes okay so here is whatever here is uh for free All right, there's uh, For Free from Kendrick Lamar. It's good stuff, man. This is, um, like I said, this is just like an extension of the first song. Just him kind of falling victim to to the record industry and how they exploit certain people within the industry and how fucked up it all is. And There you go. It's good stuff, man. It's there you go.
0: It's that super jazzy, free jazz style. It's hectic. It's
1: the way the way he, the way he uh, so he's good. he's singing in it too or or rapping in it is it's exciting it you don't know where he's going to go it's it's know, it's it really
0: much good. it's much like as if somebody were like freestyling it at some beatnik club
1: yeah it almost sounds sarcastic too like the way he says for free like it's the way he 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 fluctuates the way he's saying it is just it's super sarcastic i feel
0: nah no it's it's, it's good. Uh, This is solid. I I agree. This is this is this is like this is how America perceives success in a rap star, right? Like Mm -hmm. like I don't know. I I love his usage here of salary and celery. Yeah. It's simple, it's simple, but like back to back. It kind of is like the blink and you'll miss it type of thing. Mm -hmm. Salary and then celery. I don't know. It's really fucking cool. Really cool wordplay. I love it. I think it's so rad. And it almost
1: kind of makes me think, like, was how much of that song was improvised, lyrically. Like it sounds almost improvised. Parts of it do. Yeah. and Which would, which would be kind of impressive if it was. But so you, got, you did your 3B, right? Yeah. And then did you do your 4 and 5? Because uh, we did my 4 and 5.
0: What was your 4? This, is, this um, is my
1: 5. Oh, this is your 5. Okay. Uh, my 4. Oh, my God. Where is my 4? My Oh, my four was King Kunta. Ah. So we talked about that. And then my five was, oh my God, why am I... Oh, my five was I. So mm. we've talked about those ones. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else? Do you have any other... I mean, you have probably mostly all Bs, but...
0: I got, uh, you yeah, know, I got like four OKs.
1: <laughs> just four? <laughs> just four? How, how many bangers do you have? Uh, I have nine. Nine bangers.
0: Oh, that's not... Like, that's way more than I thought you would have.
1: I told you, I think this record's good, mm-hmm. but it's so overrated. I think fucking Kids more shitty. <laughs> uh,
0: Wesley's Theory is my 4B, actually, <laughs> in the, the opening track.
1: Oh, that is, actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's my 3B, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. New, we're so,
0: forgetting one.
1: Yeah, we were, and that's because it was on a different part of my sheet. But. Okay, so yeah, let's get into that real quick, and we'll go from there. So what do you got on this one?
0: This is this is cool because of our newfound love for vinyl. Like this, this small crackly opening, like we're put on a record, mm-hmm. that like that immediately was like oh, I like this. Okay, it kind of like made me giggle, and yeah. and I thought like okay, I dig this. And then it came with like this heavy bass with like a tinge of gangster rap sound and that funky bass line with the wah effect, and it sounds really cool. <laughs> it's so rad. It's like very soft delivery from Kendrick sets up the album by. By coming in kind of soft, kinda of, kinda of innocent sounding, like a like the child stages of the concept, the overall concept mm-hmm. that he wants to kind of I don't know, that he wants to kind of convey. And then Dre calls in, right? So, so yeah, we, I know, we, that was surprising. So we, so we think like, okay, cool, this this kid has got like this gangster rap sound. That's 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 cool. But like Dr. Dre like owns that sound who calls Mm -hmm. Dr. Dre calls (laughs) and the gangsta twang, like kind of like takes over for a minute while he's talking. And like, dude, his second verse is my favorite part of this. I love his slow delivery and his kind of sarcastic attitude. And it goes Mm -hmm. to like a more faster and deliberate aggressive tone. Oh, it's so fucking good. It is very good. Eat it up.
1: And the, the, the bits with with George Clinton too, are really good. I mean he, he's not like up front and center, but he's there enough to where like it's just it's a nice flavor to the to the rest of the song and how kind of groovy the song is and, and it goes along with like, you know, his inspiration for this record, which we didn't even get into, you know. You know, we're we're all over two hours in and or yeah, over I mean, an hour in.
0: I feel like that would have been like the outro to this.
1: Yeah. I mean it, it was important like the whole inspiration behind this record and you know that that was him going to south africa and just experiencing life outside of what he knows or what he knew and then that opened up other avenues of like musical taste and that's where he got into funkadelic and parliament and you know all the stuff that goes along with that with that genre of music it's cool man it's that's that's another thing that makes this record stand out so much is that is just the influence the 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 influences that were never never on the prior what two records yeah the prior or no yeah prior two records but Uh, i I, I think this uh. is this is a banger great and this is a great like thesis statement for for what's going to happen on the record lyrically more so lyrically than musically because it is talking about you know how he's essentially being pimped out by the by the music industry. And then later on in the record, you kind of hear how he's being taken advantage of by essentially everybody, the media, uh, you know, relationships, you know, just, and even his own psyche, his own mind. So it's, it's just a great, great way to start the record. Good stuff. I mean,
0: yeah, I don't, I agree. This is, this is my three B four B four B four B.
1: Oh yeah, this is my three B. So should we play it? Should we wrap it up? What do you want to do? I don't know what you want to do. Um, Oh Well, well. Yeah, whatever. You
0: play No, it's up, up to it you. Up. What do you want? To and uh, dude, I have so many fucking notes. It's ridiculous.
1: There's a lot of shit on this record. This is like doing the research on this record was the most time consuming I've ever, I've ever experienced with the novel of the week. There's so much stuff. But then like it, everything it, it just, has been so dissected on this record.
0: It just turned into like this hip hop. Like I don't know. History thing on, on my end
1: And I, I I have so many notes I mean is there anything else you want to touch upon Key point wise at least
0: Um I, I, I would I mean It's so like the main Inspiration I, I think was Not the the trip To South Africa I think the main inspiration Was him uh, Like I don't know how else <laughs> to Put it but I think claiming That Tupac came to him in a dream Okay And again, I am not religious at all, but I have a friend, my conspiracy theory, my flat earther friend is like ridiculously, uh, religious. And he claims to have had a life changing religious experience at my house while I was there. What? So yeah, not like discounting his experience or whatever, but, um, I don't know this this skeptic in me is always he's always going to come out first but but yeah Kendrick Kendrick uh Kendrick had said that Tupac came to him in a dream and and kind of like talked with him and that is what mortal man the outro which Mm -hmm. if we can talk about that for a minute and then just call it a day
1: absolutely because that one I think lyrically that one's really uh really uh dramatic but not not in a bad way like dramatic in a very positive positive light
0: i didn't like this is something this is not a banger for me but this is not like even an okay song for me this is not a stinker this is just like something else and the whole album kind of leads up to this and what's really cool about this album that we have even talked about is how at the end of a lot of songs he reads this poem and after the song is over before it bleeds into the next song, he reads another line or another couple of lines or another three lines. Mm-hmm. And not only do those like extra lines that he reads either coincide with what he just said or what he is going to say, but it, it keeps, it keeps forming and it keeps like blobbing into what is going to become the last song. And it, what it was to become mortal man. And this long mm-hmm. poem that he wrote and like, dude, damn if you don't like his vocals but fuck dude he is a cool poetry reader he is a cool voice Mm -hmm. just to read poetry and that's not like people uh, there's not a lot of people that can just read a poem and sound pretty fucking rad at it but he is he is definitely one of them and this is this is one epic song this is 12 minutes long and it's just a lot of words being spoken it is (laughs) quite a journey yeah holy shit there is so much like this this one song could have been an episode of this mm-hmm. but it's cool man the spoken word interview type of outro is weird yeah when i first listened to it i was like oh damn this guy sounds like Tupac." but then <laughs> it's like enough. like i i read it and i was like wait what the fuck how the fuck is this Tupac? this makes no sense but it was taken from an old like 94 interview from that sweden he, yeah. That that Tupac did and then he just did whatever the fuck he wanted with it. And then it, it, this this is actually Tupac's voice and
1: yeah, it's weird. This
0: is it's both like this is both creepy and endearing, right? Because mm. because Kendrick's main influence, Kendrick's love, Kendrick's like reason for rapping is Tupac. And so in that aspect, it is endearing, but to take like a dead man's old the interview <laughs> and then interpolate your voice into it it's kind of creepy it's kind of weird mm-hmm. but i don't know man there was <laughs> this was all over the place but it was well, really this, cool. this
1: song too like there there are many moments in this song where he almost like he's questioning like his his fame and he's questioning whether people will still like him and he's He's almost to. It almost gets to the point where he's comparing himself to Nelson Mandela and and other people who like revolutionary people who really change the world. And I don't know if it's it's a form of like arrogance or it's a it's a way of him just like questioning his questioning his actual self worth. I don't know. It's he leaves it up in the air. Like where 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 does he stand? Like how does he feel about himself? You don't really know. But then the end with Tupac, you're kind of like is he kind of arrogant? Is he kind of thinking like he is the next Tupac? Like he is the, I guess like the, the Messiah of hip hop, you know, you just kind of, you don't know where he's going. He Makes no definitive statement. It's, I don't know.
0: It's hard. I I think I, I, I legit think that Kendrick thinks he's the Messiah, thinks he's the, the the voice of our generation thinks like he is the best thing that hip hop has ever seen since Tupac but at the same time he is so insecure about it mm-hmm. that it's almost like he's like lying to himself you know like, like, the, like Anthony Robbins like the power of positive thinking he thinks that the more he says it the more real it will become but yeah. he knows deep down inside that he's just some fucking scary little kid that barely came out of Compton alive
1: yeah that's true
0: and like that's Everything. the type of humility that everybody wants to latch onto. And again, like Kendrick Lamar is popular because he transcended into white popularity, right?
1: Yeah, like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like like,
0: like Dr. Dre and, and especially like anybody on Death Row at that time, like they, they were po- the gangster rap was popular, but they never transcended into like white popularity pop stuff. Mm-hmm. That wasn't yeah. until P Diddy started pimping himself out. that aspect and 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 monetizing that that image and so that has to do with a lot of it too and and kendrick lamar like everybody fucking likes kendrick lamar now and any college kid doesn't matter what what race they are where they came from they like kendrick lamar whether or not they like kendrick lamar for the right reasons is is kind of irrelevant but they like kendrick lamar
1: they feel some sort of connection with his music whether it's lyrically musically whatever
0: and and that kind of goes along with what what you said where he kind of dabbles in a little bit in everything and and regardless i mean not regardless but i don't know if that's like his way of of exploiting the masses to get mm-hmm. the fame that he wants or if he truly wants to pay homage to to pretty much everybody and really speak to everybody and get his point across to everybody that is something i don't know but I think that's that's also the point of like the conscious rap in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was so,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was good. It was good, enjoyable at moments for sure. Yeah, at moments. so <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> so we're almost like two hours in on this one. Yeah, on this episode. Um, so what are your final thoughts and your rating with our rating system where we have three is a perfect uh, album? Uh, Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, but you should at least give it a shot. And zero is a trash fire. So what do you, what's your, what are your final thoughts on your ranking on this one?
0: I think I honestly think that Kendrick Lamar is the voice, the hip hop voice of our generation. He is our age. And then specifically you and me, the, how old we are, our age group, we are kind of in that transitional period of being stuck in the old ways where, and girls are girls, boys are boys, but then also being kind of in the new age where, like, just let fucking people be people, mm-hmm. and and yeah. we're kind of like the last of our kind, not specifically our specific age of thirty three, but
1: we're like the last of like, our we, kind. We've seen we've seen the both like we've seen both worlds, you know. Like our the, dude, our parents are
0: are not going to change. Like this is not going to happen. Yeah, but we are now becoming parents influencers uh people of of reason of voice we are training mm-hmm. people we are out there now so we are we are now becoming the voice of reason but we now but we've also grown up with like the internet to where we can see things as they happen rather than read things in the paper a week later or, or hear them from our parents or whatever it is yeah so yeah. so so like our our voice is is as important or I mean, not to be conceited, but more important than any voice ahead of us, right? Could because
1: be. Or, or that could be our own arrogance.
0: It could be. But my sisters, who are now 20 and fifth 6, 8, 19-ish, I don't know how fucking old <laughs> they are, but <laughs> but given like their generation, they didn't have to grow up in a non-internet world. They didn't know yeah. what it was like to take the bus somewhere. They didn't know what it was like to to shiest one eight hundred call ATT, and then tell your parents you need a you need a ride home. They didn't know what it was like to be on your own in the world with literally no connection to your parents, right?
1: When you're like ten years old.
0: When you were like ten years old. Like taking the bus to <laughs> the I used to take the bus to the beach when I was like twelve.
1: Yeah, and I know. I, I used to they, do all kinds of crazy shit like that too. Which nowadays would just you you can't imagine that. But kids kids will
0: never understand what that's like. And and even me saying that makes me sound like an old guy. That, oh, kids today will never. But that's that's like you got to dig true. deeper than that because it is 100% true. So, yeah, I think Kendrick is, is kind of like the voice of our generation because he understands what it's like to grow up without shit and then eventually come into shit but still question whether or not he even deserves any of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a... Uh, I think that's solid, man. I think that's solid. I think he pays super great homage to the to the to the founding fathers of hip hop, because I mean you can't even deny that he he definitely pays his respects to the people that made hip hop hip hop. Yeah, he does. At the same yeah. time of progressing the genre past, you know, just black plight, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Kendrick, Kendrick has made it so accessible to everybody, and in doing so has made all of hip hop accessible because like you said, which I'm starting to agree with more and more is he's a gateway. He's a solid gateway, but he's damn good. He is so fucking good.
1: Mm, Yep. So I, well, yeah, sure. two
0: two point <laughs> eight. This is a two point
1: eight. You can't even give
0: it a perfect three after all that. No, shit. no, no, no. Oh, you are such an <laughs> idiot. No, 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 no. You're because unbelievable. not not every song is perfect. Not every song is perfect. I don't wow. I don't give them away like it's it's not Halloween candy to me. I don't give more like you do.
1: This no, is a two point eight. I don't give them out very often. Wow, you're unbelievable. I
0: will say I will say that Mad City is a perfect three. Oh, you're
1: such an idiot. <laughs> oh you're so dumb that no Jay, that's a 0.25 good kid mad Best. city
0: good kid mad city is a perfect three bad album this is 2.8 wow
1: you're you're unbelievable. okay uh my final thoughts like i've said throughout i i don't i don't know why i don't really like it i don't know <laughs> why i don't really like kendrick lamar i can't i can't i can't express why I, why i'm not a huge fan of his i don't get it um Except I, I do think this record is good. Overall, I don't think he's that good, but this record is really good. Um, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about this record. He's he's. I will disagree with you. He's not very progressive, only because he just takes from so much and he's so easily accessible. He is the gateway artist to other hip-hop genres, but he's not progressive. He doesn't really say anything new. He doesn't really do anything new. He kind of just talks about what other people are already talking about or already have talked about, whether that be other hip, other artists in the hip hop genre or the media or whatever, you know, like he doesn't really throw out anything new or anything that really makes you think more outside the box, you know, that already hasn't been said. So I don't think he's that revolutionary. I don't think he's that progressive, just very accessible. And that is probably why he's so popular. I think pretty positive that's why he's so popular um but with that said this is a very introspective record how he the inspiration behind this record and and how the the life-changing events that led to this record i i think are very interesting and it's something that we've all experienced um especially like you and i growing up because we're like you already said you and i and kendrick lamar all the same age Yet we grew up in very different you know demographics but we all kind of had that, that moment in our life where something clicked and something changed. Um, so, yeah, it just overall, this record was really good. I really enjoyed it. I would get it on vinyl. I wouldn't pay a lot of money for it, but I would get it on vinyl. This is the only one i get on vinyl. And uh, I'm just going to give this one a, a two, a solid two. Damn, a two?
0: Yeah. All I, all I heard was like
1: Two you <laughs> so dumb
0: Oh you're such an idiot
1: What did you think I was going to give it?
0: Like a uh, 3 or something? I thought you were going to do like 2-5 at least
1: No, no, no No way, no Fucking way Fucking a 2? A 2, yeah yeah. It's good I'll, I'll listen to it again Nikes. Yeah Better than that against me record Or all the against me records I should say damn Uh, you've
0: just not been you've just not been happy in the past like (laughs) month or a couple weeks
1: but you know even though i haven't necessarily liked some of the albums we've done i've still enjoyed talking about it and i've still enjoyed the episodes it's not like i've just been miserable (laughs) i mean at moments i've been miserable like but but overall no not at all it's been fun it's been interesting i've learned a lot so there you go yeah i give this one a solid two and um I mean, thankfully, you, you do you did not give this a three because it doesn't deserve a three. But good um,
0: well, kid, kid deserves a three. But oh my
1: gosh! Okay, so yeah, uh, I got nothing else. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at S9 Radio, and um, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode because I have no idea where that's gonna go because I'm I don't know how you're gonna react. But <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. I thought the other one was seventy four. Are they both seventy four?
0: The other one was seventy six. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Black and blue seventy six. Don't be sorry. Just don't make mistakes. Black and blue is seventy (laughs) six, and then it's it's only rock and roll is seventy four. Even guys like Lennon had said, "Dude, there would be no fucking peppers. There would be no any of this stuff had it not been for Pet Sounds."
1: And he meant red hot chili peppers, not Sergeant
0: Peppers. Yes, he meant red hot chili peppers specifically. Um, probably like, uh, I don't know. I can't even think of a really shitty <laughs> peppers album because they're all these kind of good. I guess
1: <laughs> one hot yeah. minute, that one. That there one. we go. I don't, I don't
0: track one side two. I seen all good people turn their heads each day. So satisfied, I'm on my way.
1: I don't like it. I think it's bad. There you okay. go. Okay,
0: that is um, that is an opinion.
1: That's <laughs> the right opinion, but
0: mindset mm. type of thing.
1: Post Malone and all that
0: crap. Yeah, all oh, that crap. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, what are you like fucking sixty? Oh so yeah that that's uh that's when I kind of dove into um but that is my intro that is my origin story that is the birth of Kendrick from my womb from your womb oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>